Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of American Billiard Radio. Today is Friday, December 14th. I realize that normally the, the episode comes out on Thursday, but my interview for this week got pushed back a little bit. Nevertheless, here I am. Our interview this week is Moscone Cup MVP, Skylar Woodward. We'll get to that in just a minute. The biggest news, and, and there's actually quite a bit of news this week, but of course the biggest news is Moscone Cup. We have uh, Team USA winning the Moscone Cup for the first time in eight years. Team USA won days one, two, and three. All three of those days, three, two wins. So they came in nine and six on the final day. Alban Ushan lost to Skylar Woodward the first match of the day, put uh, Team USA on the hill, and then Team Europe started making their comeback. Shaw beat Steyer 5-3, Nils beat Corey 5-1, Kachi beat Thorpe 5-2. That left it 10-9 USA, and Shane Van Boning came in and put Alex Kazakis away 5-3. You had to feel for Alex Kazakis and Eklund Kachi both. Uh, they both looked very uncomfortable under the lights of Moscone Cup and under that kind of pressure. They commented on the on the matches that were broadcast on Facebook Live that it was the first time Kachi had played in front of a crowd that big. Somebody who didn't have any problem with that crowd was Jason Shaw. Jason, uh, he seems to like to play the, the role of the villain I mean, of course, over in Europe, he's not the villain, but you certainly can't question that he has fun out there. Um, he seems to thrive on that atmosphere, and Albin even commented on it that he couldn't do it, but that Jason, he really pumps himself up with that atmosphere. You have to hand it to Team USA, though. They started off uh, down 0-2, and then Tyler Steyer beat Nils Fyan. And Tyler commented after the match that he told Johan that he wanted Nils in that first round match. And he wanted him and he got him. I don't think enough can be said about Tyler's win in that third match on day one that really got the ball rolling for Team USA. Gave them the momentum to go ahead 3-2. Once they had the lead into day two, I, they... It looked like they started to believe they could win, and at the same time, Team Europe looked like they started to believe they could lose. And where, for the last eight years, we've watched Team USA under that kind of pressure and making uh, mental errors and missing balls they would never miss, this time it was Team Europe that did that. It was, it was very interesting to watch. Of course it's interesting to watch. I mean, it's the Moscone Cup. But every pool fan around the world, I'm sure, was watching. Matchroom's got to be real pleased with the turnout from the event. They've already announced dates for next year, and the final day of the event will take place on Thanksgiving Day in Las Vegas. It should be interesting to see how that affects their turnout. One of the comments that a number of people were making about Moscone Cup was that the table was accepting a lot of shots that you wouldn't think it would accept. They play on a Rassen table. Of course, both players played on the same table. You know, everybody says that. I, I did hear a comment from someone that the shelves were not as deep as some other tables. 
That undoubtedly caused the table to play a little easier. Again, as the event went on, it looked like Team USA accepted in their mind that the table was going to take some shots that they ordinarily would not have tried. And towards the end, you could see both teams shooting shots knowing that they didn't have to hit the heart of the pocket. The reason I mention this is because the news came out today that Matchroom and Rassen have announced a new three-year deal where Rassen will be the exclusive table for the Matchroom events. So you can look for a Rassen table at the U.S. Open, World Pool Masters, Moscone Cup, the whole nine yards. In other news, Han Yu won her third Women's World Nine Ball Championship in China. What's interesting is Han Yu lost her first match of the tournament to Jasmine Ushan. The tournament starts out in groups of eight. The top four players, top two undefeated, and the top two from the one-loss side advance to a final 32-player bracket. Han Yu did lose her first match, still made it with one loss out of her group. She got her revenge with a 9-3 win over Jasmine in the second round of the single elimination phase. From there, she went on and beat Kelly Fisher, Hill Hill. She beat the Philippines' Rubelin Amit, uh, 9-6. And then she beat Wang in the finals, 9-6 again. So congratulations to Han Yu. She was our player of the year two years ago, and certainly with a win at the World Nine Ball Championship, and now her place at the top of the women's money list, she's certainly a favorite for player of the year this year, which we should have our player of the year announcement within the next three to four weeks. The other big event going on right now is the men's World Nine Ball Championship, which is a one day in right now, um, that also is the same format where there's groups and you you have to be one of the top four players to advance out of your group. Um, looking over results, which came in just as I was getting ready to record this, the biggest names that we find losing in the first round, uh, David Alcady, Roland Garcia, Johan Chua from the Philippines, Yu Lung Chang from Taipei. Mika Eminen lost to Ruslan Shinohoff. You can't really say that's an upset. Um, Marlon Manalo lost to Wang Can. Marlon's been away from the game a little bit. Torsten Homan lost to Russia's Jason Theron, 9-6. So he'll have to win out from here. And really, I, I don't know that there's any other real major upsets that I see from looking at the charts. Uh, Maxim Dudenets lost his first round match. But again, these are groups. Oh, one other upset that I see from looking over the story is that Walid Majid beat Kevin Cheng, U.S. Open champion, 9-5. So Cheng will be on the one loss side on day two of the event. So that's the bulk of the news that we have right now. Let's go ahead and get to the interview with Skyler. Uh, Skyler talked about, well, Moscone Cup and, and what Johan did for his game this year, where he feels his game is at right now. It was a quick interview, so here we go. Skyler Woodward. And I'm very glad to be joined now by Moscone Cup MVP, Skyler Woodward. That's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. 
How can you talk about that experience? I mean, we were all watching from here. It looked unbelievable. Um, it was definitely unbelievable. Uh, I just wanted, I just wanted to win. Really, I played on it. This was my fourth year, and and uh, winning was was the main thing. You know, just just uh, playing the best I could play, and and. Uh, keeping the team spirit up, you know, maybe everybody plays good. Uh, getting the MVP award, though, was uh, definitely a plus. It was, uh, it was it was a bonus to winning, really, to me, because uh, the main thing was, was just winning the Moscone Cup. MVP was just a bonus. You mentioned that you'd played three times prior to this. Did it feel different this year? I mean, certainly winning felt different, but going in, did it feel different? Um, yeah, my first, my first two years I played good. I played, uh, I played, well, pretty good, real good for my first two years. And then my third year, um, I just had, uh, things going on and couldn't, uh, couldn't focus fully and, and it showed I, I played, uh, played bad my third year. But this year, yeah, working with Johan, my, our last year and this year really helped me, you know, um, like last year, I was uh, he told us all this stuff, but it didn't make sense to me a hundred percent. And I was, I said I was doing it, but then this year when we was doing it, all the uh, all the boot camps with Johan, it really, really, uh, it really made sense to me. Like a hundred percent, I understand everything he teaches now, and and it shows like the preparation and everything, and the, the process he takes you through it. It uh. It, it it shows that it, it does help and it does work. It um he just helped me like develop my stroke so when when I'm uh, when I really need to do something like uh, on the table it I can do it with ease and, and uh feel more comfortable with, with uh with shots like just uh Johan's Johan's theory and, and and process he does is it, it, it helps for sure. I was uh, definitely ready this year. I was hundred uh, percent focused. And you made some comments after the the event was over about some of the personal changes that you went through in your life this year, thanks to Johan. What was that all about? Um, yeah, I changed some. some I made some life changes, and uh, I, I quit drinking. And uh, practiced a lot more, and uh, so between between that and and uh, and the boot camps, I was uh, well being dedicated to practicing more, and and being being sober all the time definitely uh, definitely changes everything. It feel a lot better and uh, can focus a lot better. It's uh, just. Uh, it all helps for sure. I, I feel I feel way better as a person and everything as now. I mean, I didn't drink a ton before, but the amount I did was was still too much. Shouldn't drink because with with playing a sport like this, you, you gotta you gotta be a hundred percent for sure. Does does Johan teach that? Uh that way of thinking that they have in Europe, you know, the European players, Torsten Homan, Mika Eminen, Nils Fein, I mean, they consider themselves athletes. Does Johan talk about that? 
Yeah, I mean, Johan talked to us about like uh, uh, like going to the gym. He wants us to go to the gym and stuff, running and, and everything, and just lift uh, light weights to stay in shape and, and stuff. Uh, so, but pretty much like exercising that way. That way, your mind's good. You're uh, you're in shape because if you're in shape, your your stamina's better. Everything. Yeah, he talked to us about about that for sure. Uh, the the Euros, like even he says that they they take it more as a professional sport than we do. But Johan has definitely opened our eyes more to to realize being in shape is better and everything it's not that we're out of shape it's just that we don't all exercise a ton you know even prior to moscone cup uh in virginia at the international you you were the top finishing uh u.s player you beat shane there to get to uh or, or to knock him out in fourth is that is even that result a part of changes you're making from from working with Johan in the boot camps? Yeah, for uh, for sure. That's uh, that's definitely a a plus to get me to third in the the U.S. International because uh, the tournaments it's a long it's a long event, and if you're if you stay in the winter side, you play like one match a day. And it's in the afternoon. Like every day, I played at six thirty or eight thirty at night. So it's a it's a long, long event, one match a day. And and if you don't have stamina, if you're not in shape, it's hard. It's hard to do that. Play play one match a day because you're not uh you're not like it's not like a, a regular weekly tournament where you just play like back to back and you get to stay in stroke. You gotta you gotta have a, a strong mind, be focused and stuff so so uh practicing a lot and, uh and being able to focus more now and and johan's stuff has definitely helped for sure helped me and uh the uh so so yeah the johan stuff does everything i've done that did help me for the u.s international do you think that the way that you've performed here at the end of the year, I mean, I mean, look, everybody in America looks at Shane as, you know, Tiger Woods. He's he's Captain America. He's the best player in America. Do you think that after the international and after the MVP at Moscone that you've kind of made a statement that, you know, he's not going to be the top player in America forever? Um, I mean, of course, it's like, it's like uh, it's like Earl Strickland, Johnny Archer. Those guys were the top Americans, and then Shane came. I mean, uh, Shane's had his time, and he's getting older, of course. But but he's still definitely, you know, uh, top American for sure. But yeah, I mean, somebody's got to take over the top spot eventually. Um, I don't. I look at I look at Shane as a top American, but you know, I just gotta. I'm just doing just doing my thing, just trying to trying to win and uh, in tournaments, you know, he's just uh he's just uh, I mean he's a friend off the table, but he's an enemy on the table. So of course I'm trying to beat him. Um but yeah, yeah, I mean uh, I'm trying to get the top spot, but it's hard it's hard. And I know you mentioned that you weren't at home, you were uh, taking a, a little bit of time off out in Texas. 
How how often in a year, 52 weeks, I mean, how many of those weekends are you out playing in a tournament usually? Um, most. I don't really, I hardly ever take a week off. It's uh, too many, uh, there's like an event like every weekend really, so uh, don't get very many weeks off. But most time it's just like a weekend tournament or like, of course, like the Derby and the U.S. Open and stuff is is longer. But most of the time, yeah, I'm gone. I mean, probably I might take just eight, seven, seven, eight weeks off a year at the most, probably on weekends, but not big tournaments. Right, right. And those tournaments are all in the States. Is is getting out and playing international events, is that something you want to work towards? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I want to go to the World Nine Ball that's going on right now in Qatar, but uh, just the timing's bad for me. I couldn't, I couldn't make it this year. I really wanted to go, but, um, you know, things happen. But next year, I'll definitely be there. And, uh, and um other tournaments I want to go to, but just uh, didn't work out for me this year. But next year, of course, I plan on going, like, getting MVP at Moscone. got me invited to the World Pool Masters. So excited to do that. It's in uh, Gibraltar. So that'd be, that'll be cool. Getting back to Moscone Cup itself, uh, the event got started day one. You guys were down 2-0, and then Tyler came out against Nils. What was... What was the mindset like amongst you guys on the rail watching as Tyler beats Nils? And just how big was that win? Um, of course, that's a, that's a huge win. Being down 2-0 and um, Tyler's up. Um, he, wins, he wins that match. We're up, it's 2-1. to one. If, we, if he loses, we're down 3 nothing on the first day. And we, if he wheeled on 3 nothing, we can't win the first day. We'll be down 3-2 at the best. Um, so of course, and winning that was huge, it, and uh, pumped us up because our rookie goes out and wins the first singles. Which in that event, it's so much pressure. You never know how how uh, a rookie's going to perform out there. It's so tough, but uh, but Tyler definitely he showed up for sure. He showed up and played well. You personally playing Moscone Cup, the place was going crazy. The European fans have in the past known that they can get under a player's skin. But in watching you play, it didn't seem to bother you at all. You just, it looked like you couldn't even hear it. What did you have to do to to have that mindset? Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's like an adrenaline rush, really, with all the, all the Europeans yelling because they're so loud, and especially over there, there's way more Europeans than there are Americans at the uh, the event. So it's so loud there, like it's it's like it vibrates your body. It's it's so loud. Um, but just uh, I, I like it. I like, and I've always I've always been good with pressure, and I I enjoy it. You know, if uh, if you don't get nervous or feel no pressure, then I don't think you you really you don't you don't care. Uh, it just shows that you care if you if you're nervous to me. But it's 
definitely, uh, I don't know, just I like the pressure. And I, like, of course, I was nervous and I was shaking, but probably couldn't show it, probably shaking on the inside, but definitely nervous. But I like it. And Jason was kind of feeding off that, uh, you know, pumping up the crowd and, and getting them really going. And, of course, they're they're uh, chanting his name. There were fans who watched it and thought Jason was a little out of line. Um, your thoughts? Um, I don't I don't think he I don't, I don't think he's out of line. I think he's doing his part. He seems like he builds off of it, and if you get the crowd going real crazy, it kind of some people would have put more pressure on on them because because he gets them so amped up that it they're really going to be after after us Americans. But when, when I played Jason, he got them all amped up. I think it's just uh, it may I think it to me it put less pressure on me because Jason's got them all yelling yelling for him so you just feel the fed off of it and uh and uh kind of put a little fire under me to to win that match you know so just kind of kind of put to me it it took a little pressure off of me playing jason when they're all screaming going crazy for him because uh it's kind of like nobody's yelling for me because you can't hear them because they're all yelling for him so kind of like oh you're out there alone there's you have no worry in the world because uh everybody's everybody's just going nuts everybody expects him to win especially the way they they chant so just like i don't know i, I feed off of it i think it's uh i think it's good that had to give you a a lot of satisfaction in that match against jason where he's up four three and you come back and win the match and and just kind of quietly give with the the Hulk Hogan thing to the crowd, and and they quiet <laughs> down. Yeah, uh, no, nah, it was it was great. Well, well, see, I uh, at three three, I actually run out and I overdraw the eight ball and get bad on the nine. I get right where I have a. I'm going to scratch in the side, so I try to hit with a little speed to miss the side pocket, and I bobble the nine. And he kicks it in. So he goes up four three, but then I come back and win. But yeah, that was uh, that was great because, like I was telling you, he amps the crowd up, and they were so they were so loud, and all cheering for him after every shot. You know, Jason throwing his hands up, getting the crowd going. So when I make the eight ball, I make the seven, and I come short on the eight, and I'm like, just make this ball, just make this ball, and. And you win. I make the ball come all across. So that's when I had to do, like you said, the whole COVID move. <laughs> put my hand up to my ear. And I'm like, because I don't hear nobody saying anything now. So I'm like, I'm like, where y'all at? And then they all, they all booed me. So that's when <laughs> I threw my hand up like, like what the heck? <laughs> but no, that was a great, that was a great feeling winning that match. It's never easy beating Jason and, but in a race to five, you know, uh, anything can happen. You you guys are back in the States next year. There really isn't anybody on your team that 
it would look natural for for them to to do the Jason Shaw thing next year in front of Americans. You know, Dennis can do that. Rodney can do that. Do you think it helps the team having somebody out there? You know, basically he's playing the villain. Uh, it is. Does that help the team? Um, I mean, it, I think it's good. It's definitely good for like for TV and excitement and everything to get everybody amped up because it makes it more enjoyable for people watching. But it's uh, no, kind of like we did this year. Kind of kept stayed quiet unless we made a real good shot or good out. And, or took the lead or something, kind of went a little crazy. But mainly hold it until the end of the match is probably probably what what we'll do uh, next year too. Probably push and stay to ourselves. But, but of course, you know, some people like, like you said, like Jason, like Dennis Hatch, they, uh, they feed off of that. So, of course, if they're on the team, they're going to, they're going to be, they're going to do that for sure. Because it's just, it's just more like, uh, a personal thing, I think, to uh, how you are. Like, they build off of it. Last match of Moscone, when when Shane uh, beats Kazakis there at the end, um, Johan said that you were in the back practicing in case Shane lost that match? Uh, yeah, I was in the back. I was in the back practicing. Um, coach told me. Um, he said, well, hey, go back there and practice. He said, because there's a lot of pressure. He said, "If uh, and you played really good earlier against Talbot. He said, if I'm going to watch the match um, with Shane, he said, I put Shane in this spot because it's going to be hard to beat him twice. He said, but if, uh, he said, if he loses, it depends. He said, if Shane looked good out there and just had no luck, he said, I'll put Shane up again. He said, but if you didn't look real good, he said, I'm going to put you up because you looked really good your first match today. I said, I said, okay. I said, but I said, coach, I just have one question. You know, I mean, it's kind of like what everybody would be thinking. Why would you, uh, why would you not put Shane up? Because he's, uh, you know, he's SVB. I said, Shane's been in this spot more than any of us. Why would you not put him up? He said, I just want you to hit balls just in case. He said, but he said, it's either you or Shane going out. So I stayed in the back hitting balls and, uh, and Billy, Billy, uh, stayed back there racking for me and stuff. And we was watching the match on the TV. And so, uh, so yeah, uh, I was back there practicing, maybe play the last match. You know, I was hoping I played. But at the same time, I was hoping Shane played. But whatever, I just wanted to win. I didn't care who played. Uh, but making the winning nine ball definitely would have been uh, been awesome. It looked like an experience, that, you know, when we look back on other Moscone Cups and, and making that last shot and the team going crazy and, you know, the even more so when they do it at home, it, it it looks like something that us normal pool players can just never understand the experience. Um, yeah, it's definitely a, uh, undescribable event to play. It's, uh, I can tell you, I can tell you everything, but you can't feel it 
and until you're out there. It's uh it's there's nothing like it. It's uh you can go watch it. <clears throat> you can go watch it and at the event you can be in the crowd and you'll be able to feel the tension and the uh the pressure, the fans screaming. It's it's unbelievable but you can't get the the feeling hundred percent until you're out there and like I said earlier, you're all alone. The fans are screaming. You make a good shot. The fans are screaming. If you make a bad shot, the fans are screaming. And, I mean, there's just uh, there's nothing there's nothing like it. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy feeling. It's a big adrenaline rush. It's it's like uh, it's like jumping out of a plane. <laughs> like uh, it's going skydiving. It's just uh, your heart's racing. You're just uh, hoping to go out there, play good for your team, and and not dog it. You know. Well, you definitely played good for the team. You didn't dog it. Uh, congratulations again, and I'll let you get back to your weekend away from pool. All right. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Sky. Bye. All right. That was Skyler. Again, it was, it was a great Moscone Cup. It was a lot of fun to watch. Now we're past Moscone Cup. Uh, men's World Nine Ball Championship, and then Players of the Year. Don't forget, Turning Stone is coming up in January. That is January 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. If you're a player, the tournament's full, and there's a 30-plus player waiting list. If you're a fan, you got to get to Verona, New York for Turning Stone. I will be there doing real-time scoring, making my way through the snow to give you scoring, but... That's that's a month from now, and before then, we'll have a couple more shows. Hopefully, we can get, like I talked about last week, hopefully we can get someone from the Billiards 2024 movement to do an interview with us, maybe for next week. But until then, that's all I've got for everybody. That's American Billiard Radio, and Dave, we're thinking about you. Thank you.